Hey guys, welcome to episode 45 of the On The Rise Show. I'm Alicia and I'm here today with my co-host Molly. Today we're going to be talking about two of the posts from our publication. Hey Molly, how are you? Hey Alicia, uh, I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great also. So the first post we're going to be talking about is by C.M. Barrett and it's called Give Yourself a Sherbet Moment. What did you think about this post, Molly? Um, like it. Um, I do that too. I, I like I like to take a, a short moment too. It's, I had never heard of the 10 before, but uh, I'm doing it too. I, I like taking a break once in a while. Yeah, I think she made this one up. And you know, before I read this post, I had to look up the pronunciation of sherbet. I thought it was sherbet the whole time. Did you know that? Uh, I do, we don't even know that term in, in Europe. So, uh, <laughs> oh, it's not there. I knew, yeah, I knew about the concept because... Uh, uh, it's featured in uh, Mad Men before, so I knew what it was, but uh, it's not something we have in the States, uh, in, in oh, Europe. Sorry. Like, okay, like Italian ice. What do you call You don't have it up over there at all? Yeah, we call it sorbet. Sor- sorbet. S-A-A. Yeah, that's yeah. how we call it. It's very similar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess I got a little off topic, but yeah, this is a good post. Um, I mean, particularly for me, because we've been writing for so long now, and I kind of feel like I need to take a break sometimes, but I can't exactly take a break from writing because we have this commitment how do you handle that those moments when you feel like you want to step away uh i just try try to um, change my writing style i just try to, to to write something else something totally different so i have been writing fiction in the past um i'm now i'm trying to do some i mean whenever i feel bored i try to, to mix up my game a little bit yeah I mean, I guess it's a good way i did change my writing a couple days ago slightly but, you know, I still made really short posts. So I'm, st- I'm working on it. I don't have writer's block right now, but I'm just feeling a little under-motivated. <laughs> so I'm trying to get back in the, the game. So let's see. Um, she basically is talking about the fact that she couldn't finish a piece the other day and she had to take a little break to cleanse her mind. And she went and spent some time with her cats. And then when she came back, she was able to complete this piece. And I guess she submitted this one to the publication. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any other thoughts on anything she said? Yeah, I mean, I have to say I don't do that. If I sit down for to write a story, I usually finish it in one sitting. Mm-hmm. But I would could it I would, could do it too. Um, uh, for instance, if it if it really wouldn't work, I would try to take a break, take a walk, um, get your uh, thoughts in order, and I, that would probably change a lot. But uh, I it's not it's not really useful, or I haven't had to do it in in the past for now. For now. Oh, I see. You're talking about when she says she works for an hour and then takes a 10 to 15 minute break. Yeah, I just yeah, I, I just usually just write my story in one sitting. It takes me about uh, an hour and a half or something like that. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends for me. Sometimes I sit down and I'll get up and take a break a little bit into it. Sometimes I just try to write it all the way through because then it's just over and done with. And I do prefer that. But yeah, I get what she's saying. Yeah, for yeah. instance, if I'm going to write uh, e-books or something or whatever, longer longer uh, forms, and for instance, write for three, four hours, of course, I'm going to do that too, like uh, write for an hour and, and an hour and 15 minutes and then just take a break. Right. Um, yeah. I've, what yeah. I've, for instance, do if I, if I and back in the day when I was coding still, I used the Pomodoro technique. I don't know if you know about it. Oh, what is that? So it's like working 25 minutes and taking five minutes breaks. 
and then do three three of those and then if you have done three of those you can take a 15 minutes break and that works also fantastic so you said do 25 minutes and then take a five minute break three times yeah 25 minutes uh what yeah 25 minutes or 20 minutes i think five minute break then 20 minutes five minute break then 20 minutes and then you can take a 15 minute break and then you do again the three things so it's three 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 short um things then 15 minute break i mean like that's the Pomodoro technique. It's, it's useful. Wow, that's, yeah, that's really interesting. I feel like I would be so distracted if I did that. But if you're committed to it, I can see it working. Yeah, the thing is, like, I thought of that first, too, because you back in the day when I was coding, I would code for four, five, six hours in the floor and in the zone and, and with, without being distracted. But if you do the Pomodoro technique, after a while, your, your brain, like, it's all habits. We're all habits, right? So after a while, your brain, like, shuts off after 15 minutes. Just takes a five minutes break and and you starts back up on uh, after like five minute break. It's it's amazing and it works because like the the inventor of the Pomodoro technique um, alleges that like you can't like have deep concentration for two hours and I I mean I think that's true. Like after fifteen fifteen minutes of deep concentration, it's okay mm-hmm. to uh, take a break. Yeah, that's interesting. It, does it like refresh your brain every time you take that break? Like it's that you're starting kind of a new. Yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't. I don't do it for writing though. But mm-hmm. then again, if I look at my posts, they are like uh, introduction, a chapter, and three chapters, and then an ending. So maybe subconsciously, I'm still using the Pomodoro technique, although I don't use it formally anymore. It's possible mm-hmm. that I just like uh, train myself to write like that too, because like I'm like doing something, then then like write a chapter, and then that's like okay, something new, and maybe in my mind, I'm also taking. Yeah, that's an interesting technique. I might use that. Maybe I'll use it today since I'm on this little thing with my writing right now. So Yeah, yeah the thing is the Pomodoro technique is, is very interesting to, to get things done because you can, like, 20 minutes, if you have 15 minutes or 20 minutes of deep concentration, you can do, like, emails, then five-minute break, another email. You're, it's insane how many things you have done. Like, if you have done 10 Pomodoros, that's, like, the same or three or five or four hours work, so. It works. So is it for like long-term projects, like long, long projects that are longer hours? Yeah, but it's more like for, yeah, but like if, you, if you're doing it for long-term projects, you have to really um, divide them up in smaller micro-tasks, right? Mm-hmm. It's ideally suited for like small little things that take 20 minutes. Oh, okay, like emails and stuff, as you were saying. So one, one email could be 20 minutes. Then, for instance, another Pomodoro would be like, Okay, I'm going to reply my, to my commenters. Another Pomodoro would be like, no, it's it's easy. It's ideal suited for that kind of task. Yeah, that would probably be pretty useful for that. Yeah, that's a good suggestion. And, yeah, and and then the thing that I then did too was like, you write them down. Of course, you write down what you're going to do, and then you have the the or then if your Pomodoro is finished, you can like um, scratch that task, and that's very like fulfilling in your mind, right? Like. At the end of the day, you see all those things that you've done. So it's a way to keep you kind of like motivated. Do you still like use checklists now? No, because like, I don't want to brag, but my, I mean, like I'm naturally motivated now. Like my males, I can do that. Like in the beginning of the day, like I don't need Pomodoro anymore, but I, I think I needed that in the, in the, in the past to get started. But now I'm like, yeah, I, I, 
like I said, I think I have the Pomodoro technique like kind of in my mind now that I subconsciously in my mind that I'm just using it and I don't know it anymore. Yeah, it's awesome. Like I use checklists on occasion. It's usually when I just have like so many things I can't remember everything I have to get done in the day that I use checklists. But whenever I use, I usually highlight my ingredients when they're completed. And at the end of the day, when they're all highlighted, I feel great. So yeah, you're right. It's a yeah. good feeling. Especially. Yeah, I do that sometimes too. <laughs> But like we talked about it uh, before, like in, in the beginning of the day that I had to do a lot this today. And, and it was true. I had to do a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, looking back, I mean, I just did one after the other, just focusing on the first task, then the next task, next task, and just like doing one after the other. And like, I even finished like 30 minutes before I thought I was going to finish. So yeah, yeah that's awesome. I don't know. Yeah. I hate when I look at the whole big list of things and it's like so overwhelming. Like you were telling me earlier, yeah. you have to focus on one thing at a time. Cause I definitely like sometimes in the, in the past, if I looked at the whole thing, I was like, I don't like doing anything today. Cause it just seemed like it was too much. So you definitely have to take it one at a time. No, that reminds me of when we, when we learned to re- read, I don't know how they learned, how they taught you to read, but when we, when they learned or uh, taught us how to read, they just like, you had to read the whole page, but they just hide it, everything except the one sentence that you had to read. So like you were only reading that one sentence. And then when you read it, they showed you the other sentence and you had to read it. And that was like much easier than seeing that whole block of, of text, right? Yeah, that's a good way to learn. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like you have like 10 things to do, but you only focus on that first thing. And then when that first thing is done, done the second thing and the old, the other don't even exist for a moment. So yeah, it worked today for, I was talking to you about it too. Like I was like kind of getting stressed out about what I had to do, but then I realized mm-hmm. if I just focus on the first thing and then the second thing and then the third thing and yeah, and that's how it, that's how I did it. And it worked. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So, I mean, I think that, pretty much summarizes CM's piece. So let's go ahead and move over to the next piece, with piece, which is called The Night Before Day One, My Life and Series of Decisions. And this is by Athenia Zekulert. So what did you think about this post? Um, yeah, um, I've been there. I've been where she's, she was or she is. I've been there a lot of times in my life. So I totally get what she's going through. Um, so I like the post. I wish I had those times that I had written down what I was going through, but uh, Mm -hmm. it's also always nice to learn or to read about it. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of actually in the same place as she is now in a way. I mean, she was, I guess, working a job and the job is closing down. So she finds herself in a position where she either can pursue other jobs, corporate jobs, or she can start pursuing her dreams and it looks like she's chosen to pursue something that she wants to instead of working for another company at this time. Um, from this post, I think that's awesome that she's aspiring to do that. One thing that came to mind was this quote that I heard previously from Les Brown. Are you familiar with him? No. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Les Brown, like he's this um, speaker and he has this quote where he says, put yourself in a position where you cannot retreat, where it's sink or swim, do or die. And that kind of reminded me of that. Like in all the jobs that I hated, I, I most of them I wound up getting fired from, unfortunately. And it took that in order me, for me to be in a position where I had to sink or swim. I'm like, I'm either going to do what I have to do to survive or I'm going to go back to another job like that and have to repeat the same cycle over again. What do you think? Yeah. Like doing that in life. Like the- yeah, I mean that's the the burn all your bridges or burn all your ships, right? Yeah. That's that's that that approach. I've done that before and it really works because it forces you to, you know, go all the way and like there's no you can't hide anymore after, like you can't hedge anymore. 
Mm-hmm. But I have to. I mean, like it's a, it's a great way to do it. Start. Don't get me wrong, but in, in at this point in my life, yeah. I'm like, I don't need to do that anymore because uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, can you, you you don't know because you don't know what the future future will bring. It's possible that like in two weeks, I'm like, okay, I was wrong. So um, yeah, it's like if you don't if you don't if you're like if you don't know what to do, it's probably the best thing to like take one and just go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was definitely yeah. scary. Like I never intentionally did it. Like I was always forced into a position where I had to sink or swim. And I think like, mm-hmm. if I had left my job earlier, when I had you know actually determined that it wasn't a thing for me, it may have been a little easier for me. But like then it like happened all of a sudden, so I didn't have any time to plan or anything. So it definitely was like you either going to make it or you're not. So I had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I really like this pose. Um, how do you feel about like the fear of the unknown? Like when you're at a point in your life where you don't know what's next and you had to figure it out, like how have you managed that? Yeah. In the past, I was really, really, really bad at it. Uh, I don't think, I mean, I think I'm better, (laughs) but I don't, I still don't think I'm like a natural at it, but, um, because like, yeah, it's always scary, right? It's (laughs) always like the, the unknown. It's always doing something new and and the funny thing is i have been doing that so um i mean a lot in the past doing new things and like really conquering them mm-hmm. but i'm still not comfortable with doing something new even though if i, I had that like track uh, track uh, record yeah. of being successful at, at doing uh, unknown things i still like i'm still like nervous to to pursue something new so um yeah, yeah i think it will be there forever i think yeah me too i think so i think the thing is just like making ourselves do them that's the only way to get over it and like it's always easier once you start though that's a crazy thing like i always goes away like the podcast and stuff and writing whatnot like the fear went away within like a few weeks i'm like oh, okay it's not so bad you know it's not as hard as i thought it would be like, yeah, yeah but that's the crazy thing that's why i like that's why I don't understand why I don't get used to like why I'm still getting nervous because <laughs> by now I should be, I should know that it's nothing. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I figured out how to trade. I figured out how to write. I figured out how to do daily podcast. Yeah. I figured out, I mean, like, why can't I just be um, sure and like be confident that the next venture will work out too, but it doesn't work like that. Like your, your brain still wants to like be in fear and like be a little bit anxious. I don't know. It's funny. Maybe it's good. I don't know. Maybe it's good in some ways. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it shows you, I mean, like, in a way, it's, it shows you, like, what you're about to do is not easy, and it's, like, takes your full con- uh, attention, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you focus it's on, like, uh, yeah. It's like when we were, like, 100,000 years ago that we were alone in the jungle, mm-hmm. and you were like, why? Because everything could kill you. Right. right. So the nervousness heightened your, your attention and made you made you aware of things. So in a way, it's, it's, it's good to be like nervous about new things. Like mm-hmm. don't take them for granted uh, either. But that's uh, true. Yeah. Uh, I think that's something I really have to work on is, is like reduce the fear. And like, I mean, there's so much, much things you can think of, right? Mm-hmm. Like moving to a new, um, a new country. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, yeah, there's so many things you can think of. Like, I, I have no fear in, 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 in money, the money arena or in, like, this writing arena, but mm-hmm. that there's still a number of arenas that I still have to conquer. Yeah, and I, I mean, I guess the only way to conquer them for real is just to step out into them. I mean, you never, you, mm-hmm. that, that's the fear of the unknown because you don't know what's going to happen. To me, that's natural. Like, it's kind yeah. of like, you know, the anticipation of what's going to happen once I do this. 
I had the same thing, even yeah. though I wanted to move to Costa Rica, there was a small part of me that was still like, okay, what am I doing? <laughs> but like, yeah. <laughs> and then um, there's also, yeah, it's cool. mm-hmm. and there was also the part of Athena's post where she talks about the first time she tried to go out and do things on her own. She had even made a few hundred dollars, but when she was discussing with a family member about her plans, uh, they said, don't do that. It's a horrible job. And she said she listened and internalized that and settled on a hotel manager position. And so I guess like she's been doing all because of something someone said, like for the next several years or whatever it was, she did something that she didn't want to do. And that's happened to, I think both of us as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now I don't take advice anymore from people who, who haven't done the, the thing. Like mm-hmm. for instance, uh, my or my, my, yeah, my, my, my net worth, uh, I have my parents. I mean, there are a lot of people who try to advise my, me now, but none of them knows what it is. And I mean, like, I only listen to people who have done, who've done like, like a billionaire or something like, or at least multi, multi-millionaires, right. not just people because like, they don't go to say, yeah, put your money in real estate or like, yeah, buy, a, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, it's just like the blind leading the blind, right? It's the same thing with with, with Afinia too. Like, um, it's her mom told her it's a horrible job, but I mean, I, mean, but I don't want to disrespect her mom, of course, but yeah. like, who knows, right? Yeah. The only people who say that is like people who've done it. That's the thing. It's like, true. Yeah. Yeah. When I playing poker too, I mean, my parents were like, yeah, but that's awful. And that's awful uh, thing. And I mean, I'm like, I agree. It didn't work out for me, mm-hmm. but back i should have just went to some um, old po- poker player retired poker player and asked him what it was because he would have told me something i i could know that's good advice uh, other people yeah don't know. yeah so maybe that's something that she can do is talk to somebody who's already made it and i should definitely get some good advice that way and like yeah this is yeah. like this is just a reminder to myself like i have to be careful who i share like my plans with because yeah. I'm negative and I have some negative family, family members as well. But when they're negative, it affects me. And it kind of makes me like a little down about whatever I was planning to do. Like now it doesn't affect me as much. Like I'll still go and do whatever it is as long as it's a sound idea. But um, yeah, it's, it's still affecting people saying negative things. Yeah. The, the thing is like what we do is something nobody does. Nobody writes every day. Nobody does a podcast. Um, nobody knows that so in a way nobody can really advise us so then you say yeah who, who should advise us well it's easy we are the only ones who can advise us we and the market so i mean it's fun it's 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 like friendly to ask your parents and like what do you think of it and like ask your friends that's cool but they can't help you they can't they can't tell you they don't know what it is they i mean like if my father would say something would like have you written every day for the last year and if you would say no yeah, i'm like sorry then you can't help me right I mean, I can like if if it concerns to my writing, I can only take advice from someone who has has done that too, who has who is an established writer. Right. About my podcasting, I would take advice from somebody who did like podcast, who built it up, built it um, from uh, on his own, like something like that, who did podcasting. But you can't like go to the average Joe and and, and ask him, hey, what should I do with my podcasting? Should I uh, go on uh, Facebook? You know what I mean? They don't know, right? Yeah. What could they tell you? And especially if you're someone who's like adventurous and does like take, you know, step out and take risks and you still have like a little fear of the unknown, like how much more will other people have that? They're going to have it like 10 times more than you do. So it's not a good place. It's not a good time to ask them. You got to ask somebody like you said, he's already done it. 
Yeah, there's there's a saying, um, it's lonely at the top. And I didn't understand that until long, but now I understand what it is because like if I need advice, it's very difficult for me to find that in my like let's say real uh environment. Like off internet, there's nobody I can go to because nobody did or is doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's why it's lonely at the top because like nobody does what we're doing. We're we're alone at that in that regard and like our friends can, can like say, oh, is that medium? Is that paying or is that not paying? I mean, they can give you some clues, but mm -hmm. it's like in the end, you have to, yeah, you have to be, you have to do it on your own in a way. That's why I am like, I, I like the concept of mentors and a lot of mentors gave me a lot of good advice, but I'm at the point in my life now that it's very hard for me to, to find a mentor and like, yeah, I think I have to be my own mentor from now on. Yeah, sometimes we do have to do that. And what did you think about this last line here post? She said, I'm not sure what exactly I'm going to do, except I'm definitely going to do something and be that something I know I'm capable of being. Yeah, that's that's basically uh, the tagline of this whole On The Rise uh, publication, right? Yeah. We never know what exactly what's going to happen, but we know that we're going to do something and we know that it's going to be turn out great in the end. That's because, yeah. That's how we are. That's how we are as human beings. We want to we strive to be better. And we learn and improve. And like in the end, it's always going to work out. That's uh, amazing writing from uh, um, Athena. Yeah, I love this post. I love the ending there. So yeah, I think that's a great place to end. Thank you, Athena and Connie, for your post to the publication. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, please give us some claps on Anchor and follow us. Otherwise, we will see you tomorrow on our next episode. Have a great day. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you.